Oh, yeah. Welcome to Weddings Uncensored, where we drink and talk and talk and drink. We are here to talk about the good, the bad, and the downright crazy of this whole wedding industry. Cheers. Cheers. I'm Kyle. And I'm Allie. And today we are talking about the most fun part of wedding planning. The oh my, best. The best. The best. Budgets. Budgets. <laughs> Oh, that was sarcasm in case I didn't even pick up on that. Oh, budgets, 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 money. Bitches and budgets, bitches and budgets, budgets. It is the real bitch (laughs) of wedding planning. (laughs) Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to deal with it, but it is real life and it's super important. So we're going to try to break down a little bit of it. Yeah. And I think I'll be able to ask more of the questions today just because as a photographer, videographer, I don't get to see it. Whereas you have the pleasure to see any and all financial details. All financial details. <laughs> yeah, definitely seeing a, a larger perspective of the entire wedding planning yeah. budget and where the money goes and what's the most important thing. I think I probably have a little bit more perspective on that. Yes, 100%. Also full of opinions and advice, <laughs> <laughs> whether you are looking for it you're or a, not. You're a planner. It's kind of to be expected. Kind of what I do. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think we're not going to delve into too many details of like, this is the dollar amount you should be spending on A, B, and C, but some more general advice as to creating a budget, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to talk about it, when to talk about it, you know, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. So what, what's the, uh, what's, I guess going into it, what is the biggest thing to know about a wedding budget? Well, I think a huge mistake that I see people make a lot is to not create a budget early. And by early, I mean first. I mean, you get engaged, you're riding that fucking high, we're so excited, and people will jump right into venue shopping or, you know, looking at dresses or flowers or things that were are really inconsequential at the end of the day um, and not getting into the actual nitty gritty of how much you actually have to spend on this wonderful party is a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, so before you do a single goddamn thing, you need to sit down and create a real budget. Before the guest list? Potentially, because you need to find out, does your budget accommodate a 200-person wedding? Or is this a little bit more you know, 50-person micro-wedding kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. I think you need to create the budget, what you are going to spend, who else is contributing, um, what is realistic for a time frame, right? Yeah. Like, I have $30,000 now, but if I wait another year, it'll be $60,000. So, yeah, I think before you look at dates, before you look at guest lists, before you look at anything, you should create a number that you feel comfortable spending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that talking about it is difficult for some people. Talking about money is just like not something that I don't think it's ever fun. It's, it's not fun, fun, and it's not something that we really do in our society in America, especially talking about family or I'm sorry, money even with family, yeah. even people with their own partners, which is like first lesson in marriage is let's talk Shared about account or separate accounts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so much of it that is sort of like secretive, and people feel weird asking their friends what they spent on A, B, or C. So mm-hmm. try your best to kind of just be really honest and really open about it and take that scared part out of it because it will, oh my God, it'll save you from so many headaches in the rest of planning mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about the idea too of your budget will also your your budget will dictate the size and the experience that you want from your wedding or yeah. the experience that your guests have. Because I'm like, oh, you could have a really big budget, 
but you want a destination wedding. Totally. You could have a really big budget and you want it to be local. That will look very different. Yeah. You know what I mean? On the experience that you and your guests or very few guests and that, you know, and, yeah. and destination weddings and, uh, and whatnot. So, yeah. Okay. So I think considering I'm, I'm talking as if, as if I'm getting married right yeah, now, for sure. I'm like, Oh, okay. I have a large budget, but I want to get married in uh, Oh, like Ali Bora Bora, you know, <laughs> <laughs> might cost a little yeah. bit more. So yeah, as you're kind of looking at your budget and you're prioritizing, right? Because whether your budget's $20,000 or $200,000, you're going to have to make some cuts and prioritize where you can. So what I like to tell people is don't think about how you want your wedding to look right? Sure. Let's think about how you want your wedding to feel. So yeah, is it like a wild <laughs> beach party in Bora Bora? Is it, this is an intimate Thanksgiving dinner with some of our friends and I want, you know, like really, a really amazing meal is a huge priority or I want this to be a dance party. I don't really give a fuck about food. I want the most amazing band that I can afford. Yeah. You know, what are like the things that you kind of think about when you close your eyes and visualize your wedding day? And you can kind of base a lot of your wedding planning and, and budget planning around whatever those maybe top three bullet points are that you and your partner find most important about the day. Mm -hmm. And our industry is is unique in the way that like there is a lot of the pricing and and budget stuff is kind of shrouded in secrecy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the one of the biggest pain points I hear from couples that are planning is like, why doesn't anyone put pricing on their website? We do for the record, because we, we try to be hey. transparent, hey. but literally like 90% of vendors don't. Yep. And when you approach a florist, for example, a lot of times a florist will say, well, what's your budget? And then they'll work from there. Like there's no thing else where you buy, like you don't go to Macy's and they're no. like, what's your budget for t-shirts? Like, Pricing, please visit the counter. No. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so crazy like that. Yeah. So, you know, when you're down the road a bit and searching for different vendors, like finding people that are transparent, finding people that don't make you feel judged yeah. about your budget, it's okay, mm -hmm. whatever it is. I mean, what do you see as challenges when people are coming to you and asking about budget or? Yeah, I think historically when we just recently started putting our prices on the website. And I think I did that more so of just like, hey, I'm tired of like trying to sell something and trying to prove to you that I'm worth something. Yeah. This is what I what I'm confident that I'm charging is it's in the market. Yeah. And it's what I would want and need to provide for my family. Yeah. Um, so I think the the biggest issue when I wasn't doing it was like there was always this like teeter like it was a game on the phone call of yeah. like oh I'm this great I'm this good I love doing this I'm your hype man I would have to like sell myself which yeah. I, I feel like I, I'll do in any call yeah now. that's okay but like yeah. I was really pushing how awesome I was yeah. versus just like letting my work and how the conversation flowed speak for itself. Totally. And so that's another important part of why coming up with these numbers early is really important. So you're not price shopping, right? Yep. We're not like, and you're not arbitrarily picking numbers out of the air. So mm. when you're doing that early budget planning, it's not just like, okay, I feel super comfortable yep. spending $60,000 on this wedding overall. Do some research into what vendors cost. Again, you want this kind of like intimate dinner party feel. Okay, well, then catering is really important to you. Let's put a big chunk of that into that. Mm. What do you not care about at all? Invitations? I don't give a fuck about paper goods. Sure. I think they're wasteful. I think whatever. Some people love it. You want to spend $100 per 
leather bound invitation. Great. doesn't really matter, but mm. think about what those things are. Do some research so that when you're approaching a videographer, you're able to ask them the questions that matter to you. You're able to read their vibe. You're able to find out about them and their work. And you're not like, but you're $2,000 out of my budget. And then it's just not, it's, it's not even worth having that conversation. Yeah. It's not worth it for the vendor. It's, it's not, not worth it for you. It's not worth it's it for not you. It's not worth it for the couple. It's I'd, a waste of time. Yeah. I, I would much rather have the pricing. I've learned. I've, I just would rather have the pricing available for somebody to look at. Yeah. And then they reach out because they already know the the big ticket. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they know how much it's going to cost, at least the range. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes for, for really any any vendor in particular. Totally. Save, um, your, save yourself the the headache of being like, oh my God, I fell in love with Kyle of Shore and Wave Videography, um, but I can't afford him. If you try on the $12,000 wedding dress, you're going to probably fucking fall in love with it when your yeah. budget's only $1,200. Like, so don't even try it on. Um, I had a couple who really went all out. They went, you know, spent a decent amount on all of their vendors. It was super important to them to have the fancy glassware. It was super important to them to have the photographer that they loved, everything. But mm. she really cheaped out on her hair and makeup. She mm. was like, I don't know. It was just the category that I just didn't really want to deal with. I didn't really think it mattered that much. I just, whatever. Well, end of the day, hair and makeup ends up being super important. Yeah. And they're her fucking ponytail was falling out all day and her makeup didn't last. And like, because of that, she didn't love her photos, which she had spent so much on this photographer. Right. And it was like this constant thing all day that was driving her crazy. So I think that's one of those things that like, you never would know. I never would say, Oh, you should really go for like hair and makeup. Like that's what you should spend your money on, but not, not cheaping out (laughs) on any piece that's going to end up having a large effect on your day is, is really important. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think I was more asking the question of like, okay, I feel like they're, there should be a couple vendors. Again, you're not trying to go over your budget, but hey, if it was just a little bit over, yeah. whether if it was like 10% more than you had allocated, yeah. are there certain vendors that you feel like, I know we weren't planning on talking about this, but I was thinking of like, maybe there are some vendors where it's like, hey, you know, it's a, it's a little bit over, but hey, it would be worth it. And I really like this person. Yeah. I feel like. I, don't. I think it could be. I think it could honestly work for any any vendor category. Okay. But I think it ends up being what is going to make the most like bang for your buck on the day. Okay. Right. Or affect your guest experience the mm-hmm. most or affect your experience the most. So yeah. if it's hair and makeup and your fucking ponytail is falling out all day. Well, guess what? That is actually going to make you pretty, pretty insane. And you'll wish that you had spent that extra 10 percent on that hair and makeup yeah. artist. Um, you know, I, I think if it's ends up being the cheap caterer that that is going to like be late and run out of ribs, well, you're going to wish you had spent a little bit more. (laughs) So I kind of, I kind of think it falls under over all the categories that you should just feel super confident with whoever you're booking. And there are good vendors in every price point, Mm -hmm. right? It's just about kind of managing your expectations and figuring out what works for you. But I think there's, there's not a lot of vendors that you should just price shop and, and find the cheapest amount for Sure. Sure. You're going to end up being disappointed. Okay. What about involvement from, let's say, family or a friend that says, hey, I'm going to, I want to help sponsor the DJ? Yeah. How, as a couple trying to figure out, like, hey, what do our finances look like? Yeah. How do I talk to them to, like, or what what do I need to ask them yeah. if they say, hey, I'm willing to help out with this vendor. Mm-hmm. Well, what do I do then? Yeah. So I think having those conversations with family, your parents want to help amazing, right? 
again, we're having that conversation early. We're not deciding in the middle of planning like, oh shit, I need to ask my dad for 10 grand or whatever. So it's really awesome if you can, as you're sitting down with your partner and creating a budget, be like, this is what we can put in. This is what we're expecting from people and have those conversations really early and say, we would you know, really appreciate your contribution. What do you feel comfortable with and kind of opening that up. And I highly recommend that it is not covering a vendor, that it is a dollar amount because dad might say, yeah, let me pay for the DJ. But dad thinks DJs are $600 and the DJ that you want is $2,600. That's going to just automatically be a cause for friction in that relationship and and a cause for problems, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can say dad feels great giving 10 grand, awesome. Then you can choose how to, you know, spend that money. But also keeping in mind that there are always strings attached with money, right? Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I mean, if if your parents or grandparents or sister or whoever the fuck is going to contribute to your day, they might want to have a say and they might want to invite their friend or they might, you know, have more opinions about the flowers than you would want. Mm -hmm. So know that going in, like you probably know your parents and, and the types of strings that they attach to, to gifts like that. Um, and decide for you and your partner, like, is this worth it? Um, do we maybe put in more money ourselves so that we don't have to deal with this person's opinion? Um, you know, there's no right or wrong answer to any of those things, Mm -hmm. but just being really honest with yourselves again, early in the process so that you're hopefully not having to cover those, you know, hurdles later on. Sure. What if uh, I'm just trying to think too of like, I'm just now creating a budget. What are some vendors that you have seen or topics that a couple hasn't considered at all? Oh yeah. And should have in their budget, but typically don't think about it until after the wedding and they get a bill or they forgot something that would have been important on the wedding day. Yeah. That's a good one. I think there's a lot that end up being, essentially venue related. So venues often have a price, (laughs) whatever that is. And maybe your venue includes catering and rentals. Maybe that doesn't, but there are a lot of times extra fees for parking. What is the parking situation? We are in Southern California and parking is always a thing here. Like other parts Uh of the country, I'm sure it's not as big of an issue, but here is their valet. Do we have to pay for a lot? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Um, Security another huge piece that comes up, um, security deposits, damage waivers, things like that. Um, I do find that venues are the one place that really ends up kind of nickel and diming at the end of the day. So just to be really clear when you're looking at those contracts and like what additional fees are necessary, um, does your venue require that you have a coordinator? Does it require that you have security or valet or all these things? So maybe it doesn't look like it in the line item of what your venue costs, Mm -hmm. but like, Oh, it's going to cost an additional $800 for the security that we need for that day. Gotcha. Um, so I think that's a, a spot that I see a lot of um, like hidden fees. Um, Do a I, lot of your couples have um, wedding insurance? Is that a thing? And how much does that usually cost? So wedding insurance is something that a lot of venues require. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. And well, as a vendor, right, we usually have to provide insurance, but um, couples will have to pull it. Usually that's only a couple hundred dollars, but yeah, a bit, all of that adds up at the end of the day, right? There's so many little things that I'm sure. There's so many little things, but I think along with venue, the other big like wild card um, line item can be rentals. Um, So 
I mean, this is like getting a little granular, but sometimes a, it's all very interconnected. So your venue allows you to bring in a caterer. You fall in love with this caterer. The caterer makes the best fucking chimichangas you've ever had in your life. Oh my God. I I have to have these chimichangas (laughs) at my wedding. This is great. I have the caterer. I have the venue. The venue will allow it. Well, guess what? The venue doesn't have a deep fryer and we need to bring in the deep fryer to make the chimichangas on site. This is, I'm speaking from a real experience. As you can tell, this is not hypothetical. No, yeah, for sure. This is perfect. (laughs) And the deep fryer in and of itself was $3,000 to rent. So in order to have the chimichangas... That you thought, oh, I have the caterer, I have the vendor, I have whatever, was an additional cost because we had to bring in these extra pieces. So there are so many surprises that yeah. can kind of get get in there. And so prepare yourself for that. It's a lot like construction on a home of like, what are we going to find behind this wall? Yeah. Asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> like chimichangas, deep fryers, whatever. Like you might really fall in love with something as the planning process goes on and mm-hmm. just know that there could be a lot of surprise costs associated with that. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from a groom's perspective, I took a very hands-off approach on the wedding day because I was just like, Hey, I'm just trying to get married and I'm trying to clap some cheeks right now. I, I'm not even, I don't give a damn who the photographer is. I didn't even know videography was a thing. I don't care where the wedding's at. All I know is I want to ring on those fingers (laughs) and all I want to know is something is happening that night. Right. As a groom, is there anything that I could could have done to help with budget planning or yeah, or is it kind of like figuring out the roles of like, hey, bride, groom or grooms or brides, whoever it is, which partner yeah. is taking charge of this? And if say I had decided, hey, I'm, I'm a hands off kind of person. Yeah. What are some things that. I shouldn't do yeah. later down the line when it comes to picking vendors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So, I mean, I honestly think we should do like a whole episode on equity and wedding planning, sure. meaning yeah. like it, it does seem that a lot of planning will fall on one partner or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in my experience, it does still fall in like the bride's like lap unquote, if yes. we're quote unquote, if yes. we're talking about like the heteronormative like world of weddings. Mm-hmm. But I think that, again, with those early talks of budget and whatever this number is, kind of looking at your wedding as like a project that you're managing like you would for work too could be, you know, a way to do it. What tasks can I take on? What tasks can you take on? Making sure you both feel like you're on the same page with the numbers that you're spending, you know, with the people that you're hiring. If there's something that you don't care about, just like we said, we were prioritizing. I don't care about invitations, but I do care about chimichangas. Like, what are the things that you care about? If you feel really passionate about music and photo, I was DJ for for my wedding. DJ, I'm it. gonna babe, I'm gonna let you have that. Perfect. But I think both partners should be on the same page. Like if I'm gonna let him have this, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let him have it, yeah. and I'm not gonna micromanage him, and vice versa. Right. Yeah. So um, I think it's whatever works for you guys as a couple. Um, but I do think that that is a really important piece to to bring up. Yeah. Um, and you as a a groom who was just a virgin trying to get laid, <laughs> which is not the majority of my clients. I mean, but I it wasn't does a virgin, but there. all I was oh, okay. trying to do. <laughs> oh shit, we're gonna get into your parents' number. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Stephanie. Oh my god, I need another drink. <laughs> um, I think there are a lot of couples that are just like 
straight up price shopping, right? Like looking for the cheapest vendor for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Maybe they're just trying to get this day done and planned. But I mean, I think there's definitely some pitfalls that can happen with that, right? Yeah. Like, what do you see that can come up from just being someone like when you get asked as a videographer, like, why, why can't it be $1,200 or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and I think this go uh, this is a good question because I think it goes with any vendor Yeah. is if they are being transparent from the get go about their pricing, I feel like that shows a confidence in their skill and their experience. Yeah. There's only been a couple of times where someone has asked me specific questions of like, what camera do you use and things like that. If you like what you see, this is what you will get. Mm -hmm. And if this is what you want, this is how much it costs. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, it's you're not going to uh, Target or H&M and looking at, oh, how much cotton and polyester and where where did it come from? That's true. You know, how many washes will I get out of? No, you're not asking those questions. You're just seeing that the T-shirt is $5.99. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Sounds good. There's no room for negotiation, Target. There there is no. Cat and Jack ain't changing their prices. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think think it just shows the confidence in what the vendor believes they are worth. And I think there's a sense of, like, respect that you should be able to provide. And now, granted... I do know that in some cultures it's very normal to like barter. Mm. Um, but I think there's a, there's a line of like, okay, if you're charging, we'll just say it's a uh, $3,500 and the couple comes up that wants to barter and it says, Oh, I, can I get $2,000? Bye. Don't talk yeah. to me again. Yeah. Please don't waste my time. Don't waste your time. Right. You know, it, I think it's just, some, uh, it's just, again, it's more of like a respect thing of like, you don't think I'm worth mm. What exactly. I'm asking for. Right. And I don't, I'm not excited to, as a videographer, I'm not excited to shoot your wedding. Yeah. What makes you think I'm going to go the extra mile on your wedding day to be the normal hype man videographer mm-hmm. that is getting you your drink, making sure you're having a good time, yeah. getting along with your family on the wedding day? Like, what yeah. makes you think I'm going to go out of my way for your discount that you just asked for? Right. Uh, that's like an arbitrary number that you picked out of the air again. Yeah. But you know what? If your budget is $2,000, that's fine. There's a videographer out there exactly. that is able to do that. I can't but provide that. Here's a list of other people that you can go to. Exactly. And that's okay too. Again, there's no like judgment on it, but I agree that you should respect somebody's art form, you know, experience, equipment. Like that. there's a lot of stuff that goes into when vendors set their pricing. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like, we're like, this sounds like a good amount. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is our livelihood. This is people's jobs. They take it very seriously. And going to the whole job thing, if you're getting paid $125,000 a year Mm -hmm. and your employer is like, Hey, um, I see that you want $125,000. I'm going to give you 80. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to work there because you know, this is what you want. Yeah. Period. For all the time, the effort, the experience that you have in that profession. Yeah. This is what you feel like you deserve. Exactly. Don't do the same thing to me. I like it. I agree. I think it's the same. I think it's the same thing. We we are worth. Fuck yeah. A lot. <laughs> this is not cheap this, to maintain. Look at the camera. Look at me. Now look at Allie. It costs a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, budgets. It's so fun. Well, cheers to that. Cheers. Bitches and budgets. Bitches and budgets. Well, thanks for joining uh, Weddings Uncensored. We'll see you you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Peace out.